How attractive is the athletic director job at your favorite school? And what's wrong with the ACC network? That and much more are coming up on Locked on ACC right now. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Good day, friends and neighbors. This is Locked on ACC. It is June 24th, 2020. Hi, I'm Brian Wilmer. Welcome to Locked on ACC for a Wednesday. <sighs> Seems though these weeks never end. They uh, just kind of bleed into another. But hey, July 4th's on the way, so there is that. If you want to contribute to the program, you can do so via Twitter. We are at LockedOnACC. You can also send us an email, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. I'm also at Sports Matters on Twitter. Also, a quick reminder, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 10 bucks off your first order at BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. We'll start the program today by talking about the athletic director jobs at your favorite schools. And this is something kind of interesting to think about. Athletic Director U is a site that has a bunch of different collegiate topics around coaching and administration, various other things. And they've come out with, among other things, their Athletic Department Power Index, or ADPI. And part of what they've analyzed is each AD job in the ACC, which is kind of telling about your favorite school as well. Just a little bit of background on who they are, what they do, how they reach this conclusion. It says, It's imperative to note the Athletic Department Power Index is not intended or developed to analyze the performance or potential of the current athletic director at the respective institutions. Rather, it is an assessment of the opportunity generally through the eyes of both peers and aspirants to the position were it to become available. So when you hear any mention of Boston College, it's not a credit to or knock on Pat Kraft, who just came over to Boston College from Temple. He replaces Martin Jarman, who left to go to UCLA. They have their own set of concerns at UCLA. But again, keep in mind, this is not the athletic director specifically. It's just all the individual things surrounding that position. Continuing, Over 100 sitting athletic directors and executive-level administrators who currently are or could soon be an ACC AD were invited to share feedback on each AD job in the league. The data was used to provide detailed insights about the potential for success at each school. The nine variables utilized to determine the rankings include athletics facilities relative to ACC peers, perceptions about the ability to generate donor and corporate support for the athletics program, perceptions about institutional leadership, for example, president, trustee, C-suite, in support of the athletic program, perceptions about the quality of the institution's brand, perceptions about the potential for serious compliance and NCAA rules violations, potential for football success relative to ACC peers, potential for men's basketball success relative to ACC peers, potential for success in non-revenue sports relative to ACC peers, and quality of life, cost of living, schools, culture, geography, etc., etc., if all other factors were equal. I get the feeling that last one might be kind of an interesting delineating factor, but we'll get to that later on. The overall results says it's graded on a scale of seven as much better likelihood of success than peers and one as much worse. Starting with North Carolina number one, as you might imagine, a 5.6 overall ranking. Duke second, 5.56. Virginia third, 5.54. Notre Dame fourth, 5.51. Clemson 5th, 5.2, interesting. Florida State 6th, 4.86. NC State 7th, 4.69. Virginia Tech 8th, 4.56. Louisville 9th, 4.47. Wake Forest 10th, 4.4. Georgia Tech 11th, 4.26. 
Miami 12th, 4.11. Syracuse 13th, 3.93. Pittsburgh 14th, 3.73. And Boston College 15th, 3.6. Interesting that the three more recent additions to the conference are toward the bottom. Syracuse, Pittsburgh, BC, all under a four score, all bringing up the rear, according to this survey of 100 ADs and administrators and et cetera, et cetera. The rating scale, seven much better likelihood of success, six moderately better, five slightly better, four about the same, three slightly worse, two moderately worse, one much worse. Then they have rankings of each individual situation. Let's call it that. Among nine different things. And we went over those nine criteria uh, a bit ago. And we'll get into those criteria in just a bit. I want to save that for the second segment. But before we get to that, I wanted to go over something specifically because the ACC football potential, since we have football right around the corner, might be something to uh, keep in mind. Clemson, number one, of course, 6.8. Notre Dame, number two, 6.2. Florida State, third, also 6.2. They're right there within percentage points of each other. Miami, fourth, 5.51. Virginia Tech, fifth, 5.24. Louisville, sixth, 4.9. North Carolina, seventh, 4.7. NC State, eighth, 4.57. Virginia, ninth, 3.98. Georgia Tech and Syracuse tied for 10th, 3.92. Pittsburgh, 12th, 3.8. Duke, 13th, 3.18. BC, 14th, 2.98. And Wake Forest, 15th, 2.8. So they don't really like... Uh, a lot of these schools in terms of just their potential to succeed. Virginia, another system where they don't fare very well. The Cavaliers ninth, just barely below four for an overall score, four being about the same chance of success as other institutions. All the way down to Wake, 15th, 2.8. Interesting points to ponder there. We're talking about ACC football. Again, that's the sport coming around the corner next, so it makes more sense to take a look at that one. We'll take a look at some more ACC individual sport metrics coming up on this program. We'll also take a look inside the individual nine criteria that were used for evaluating success at the ACC level. Before we do that, I wanted to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar, as we've mentioned, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had my dad try one of these over this past weekend. My dad is very much like me. He's a picky eater. Not really sure about the whole protein bar thing, but he tried it, and his first response was, that's good. And that's the same response I had. I was very skeptical going into trying one, and my first response was, that's really good. They have 16 flavors, eight are chocolate and nut, eight chocolate and nut-free. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They are incredibly soft. They're easy to eat, unlike most protein bars. They won't leave you sitting there trying to grab a glass of water and wash down whatever it was you just tried to eat. They're great for the health-conscious guy. If you're trying to lose weight or maintain what you've already done, you can also treat yourself. Throw one in the refrigerator, throw one in the freezer, put one over you know whatever you want to put over as far as an additional dessert. Just be careful with it, of course. Two of the flavors to suggest to you, peanut butter brownie, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs, and mint brownie, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. You can get all of this... If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use promo code LOCKEDON, 10 bucks off your first order. So if you're kind of on the fence about whether or not you want to go buy, you can go over to BuiltBar, use that promo code, get 10 bucks off. They're also running regular specials at BuiltBar.com. You never know what you'll find as far as specials, so go check that out. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 10 bucks off your first order. 
The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why the Locked On hosts are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with the Locked On hosts, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. This is Locked On ACC. It is Wednesday, June 24, 2020. Hi, I'm Brian Wilmer. We are talking about the Athletic Director U rankings for Athletic Director jobs in the ACC. And again, this is just a survey of people using nine criteria, breaking into individual sports, and rating their viewpoints on potential for success. We talked about ACC football potential in the last segment. Let's talk about ACC basketball potential based on these overall rankings. Number one, Duke, as you might imagine, number one, 6.9. North Carolina second, 6.84. Virginia third, 6.31. Louisville then adds on at fourth, 5.8. Syracuse fifth, 5.41, which Syracuse is an interesting situation. They're always right there in the middle of the ACC. They're always competing, so that kind of holds up. Florida State sixth, 4.98. Leonard Hamilton has done a hell of a job at Florida State. Let's just go ahead and call it as it is. He's done just outstanding work in Tallahassee. NC State 7th, 4.88. Notre Dame 8th, 4.65. Virginia Tech 9th, 4.22. Georgia Tech 10th, 4.18. Miami 11th, 4.12, which is interesting considering Jim Laranega and the new facility and all that. Wake Forest 12th, 3.76. I think that changes with Steve Forbes. Pittsburgh 13th, 3.74, Clemson 14th, 3.62, and BC 15th, 2.96. Again, a reminder, much better likelihood of success than other schools is a 7, moderately better, a 6, slightly better, 5, about the same, 4, slightly worse, 3, moderately worse, 2, much worse, 1. In non-revenue sports, North Carolina, again, takes the lead there first, 6.1, Virginia second, 6.06, Notre Dame 3rd, 5.84, Florida State 4th, 5.6, Duke 5th, 5.58, Louisville 6th, 4.9, NC State 7th, 4.71, Wake Forest 8th, 4.5, Clemson 9th, 4.34, Miami and Virginia Tech right there behind them, Miami 4.3, Virginia Tech 4.24, Georgia Tech 12th, 4.0, Syracuse 13th, 3.76, BC 14th, 3.44, and Pittsburgh 15th. 3.34. It's kind of tough when you start looking at overall success potential when you start talking about non-revenue sports, particularly with the Northeast schools. You get into baseball, softball, some of the other things that are traditionally non- or low-revenue. Those schools are going to be naturally at a disadvantage because it's tough for them to play in the first couple of months of the season, assuming, of course, that we don't have a pandemic that interrupts the season. That's a whole other conversation, but just the normal challenges that they face, there's obviously going to be a little bit more stacked against those Northeast schools just because of the varying factors involved. I'm surprised to see schools like Clemson fall off where they are at ninth. I'm surprised to see Virginia Tech 11th. Georgia Tech is lower than I might've imagined. And of course you're going to have the same kind of elites at the top of that level. But to see those schools fall off in non-revenue sports is kind of a concern. They also showed Clemson in focus, which is interesting. We'll go into the individual school rankings in just a bit. But this kind of jumped out at me when we're talking about schools kind of in focus. 
They look at Clemson in focus using all nine of these criteria that we have here. They rank Clemson facilities 5.93, donor support 6.54, leadership alignment 6.79, institutional brand perception 6.26, compliance issues 2.93, which, yikes. Football success 6.8, men's basketball success 3.62, non-revenue success 4.34, and quality of life 3.66. A couple of these areas, Clemson is, as you might imagine, at the top or near the top. In some of these cases, they are well below the mean. If you look, for instance, at non-revenue success, the mean 4.71, they're at 4.34. Quality of life 3.95 is the mean, they're at 3.66. Men's basketball success, they're way below the mean, 3.62 compared to 4.83. Compliance issues, they're also below the mean, 2.93 compared to 3.72. Just interesting to look at Clemson broken out in focus there. They don't have that for all of the individual schools in that tight of a fashion, but they do show you at least an idea of how schools like Clemson compare to the rest of the conference. So a couple of Thoughts there about Clemson. You heard about Clemson standing in non-revenue sports. They're standing in ACC basketball. We'll break down the nine individual criteria that are used around all of these different measurements. That's coming up here on the program. First, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. We've talked about Rock Auto quite a bit on this show this month. And again, I hope that those of you who listen to this are better at working on cars than I am If you gave me a car right now and told me to go do pretty much anything with it other than to start it, drive it, or put gas in it, I would be in trouble. But there are a lot of you that are really, really skilled at working on your car, and when you do start working on those things, whether it's a big repair or a small repair, one of the first things you obviously notice is how much that repair costs, even if you're doing it yourself. And when you go to a normal auto parts store, you start looking around and you see these different prices for the professionals and for just you who's working on your car in your garage. You won't see that if you go to rockauto.com. Everybody gets the same price. Those prices are all reliably low through rockauto.com, the lowest prices possible. They don't charge you a membership fee. You don't have to have an account to use them. It's the same low price for everybody. They're a family business. They've served auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers that are made just to fit your vehicle. It's unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate the website is, and you can see all the parts that are available. Choose the brands, specs, and prices that you want. Best of all, you can get those same low prices. You don't have to spend twice as much for the same parts that you could get shipped to your house through rockauto.com. If you go to rockauto.com right now, place your order. When you get to the How Did You Hear About Us box, write in Locked On so that they know we sent you. Again, L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N in the How Did You Hear About Us box at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Back here on Locked On ACC, it is June 24, 2020. Hi, I'm Brian Wilmer. We're talking about the athletic director U rankings of ACC schools and their athletic director jobs were they to become available. Let's talk about facilities first of the nine criteria. Clemson gets the top mark. They are first followed by North Carolina, Louisville, third, Notre Dame, fourth, Florida State, fifth, Virginia, sixth, NC State, seventh, Duke, eighth, interesting, considering Cameron, et cetera, et cetera, Virginia Tech, ninth, Miami, tenth, Wake Forest, eleventh, 
Georgia Tech 12th, Syracuse 13th, Pittsburgh 14th, BC 15th. You'll notice a little bit of a narrative with those three schools and where they place. Donor support, Notre Dame, of course, first. Shouldn't be surprised by that at all. Clemson second, the Ipte program at all. North Carolina third, Duke fourth, Virginia fifth, Florida State sixth, Louisville seventh, State eighth, Virginia Tech ninth, Georgia Tech tenth, Miami eleventh, Wake twelfth, Syracuse thirteenth, Pittsburgh fourteenth, BC fifteenth. Leadership alignment, Clemson first, Duke second, Notre Dame third, Carolina fourth, Virginia fifth, Virginia Tech sixth, Wake Forest seventh, State eighth, Syracuse ninth, so Syracuse jumps up a bit, Georgia Tech 10th, Louisville and Pittsburgh tied for 11th, Florida State 13th, Miami 14th, BC 15th. Institutional brand perception, Duke, of course, as you might imagine, is number one, Notre Dame second, hmm, interesting, Virginia and Clemson tied at third, Carolina fifth, Florida State sixth, Wake Forest 7th, Virginia Tech 8th, Georgia Tech 9th, NC State 10th, Syracuse 11th, BC 12th, Miami 13th, Pittsburgh 14th. Compliance, which is obviously a big concern, BC 1st. So there you go. BC is doing that right, and that's something that should be lauded. Wake Forest 2nd, Virginia 3rd, Notre Dame 4th, Duke 5th, Georgia Tech 6th, Pittsburgh 7th, Virginia Tech 8th, Syracuse 9th, Carolina 10th, hmm. Clemson 11th, hmm. State 12th, Florida State 13th, Miami 14th, Louisville 15th, Louisville's compliance score is below a 2. And you can see all these individual scores too, if you go to Athletic Director U, and may have to put that link in the show notes or something like that if you want to go check all these individual things out. Football success, Clemson first, Florida State second, Notre Dame third, Miami fourth, Virginia Tech fifth. We've already gone through these. We've also gone through the men's basketball non-revenue sports, so I won't circle back through those, but those are on the list. Also on the list is quality of life, and this is if all other factors were equal. This is an interesting rating here. Carolina first, Virginia second, Duke third, State fourth, hmm, Wake Forest fifth, Georgia Tech sixth, Louisville seventh, Clemson eighth, Florida State ninth, Virginia Tech and Miami tied for tenth. Some of these are really interesting. Notre Dame 12th, Boston College 13th, Pittsburgh 14th, Syracuse 15th. Again, I'll throw this in the show notes if you want to go check it out. See how each of these individual questions ranked. I will bring up the compliance thing, though, because that's kind of an interesting uh, discovery. When you notice that Louisville is way last. Some might have expected that, some might not have. But we will post that in the show notes if you want to go back and review it for yourself. See what other people think of ACC athletic director jobs, which ones are desirable and which ones are not. As we wind down, I also wanted to bring up something that uh, our buddy John Casillo over at uh, Troy Noons is an Absolute Magician brought up and uh, also had some on the uh, Troy Noons is an Absolute podcast as well, courtesy of SB Nation, about 
the ACC network and what's going on with it. Why is it struggling as it is? Why is it not presenting more original content? And I think that's a question that most people who have been watching the ACC network have been wondering. There's a lot of original content that's been really good. Uh, For instance, the class that saved Coach K was really outstanding. I didn't think I'd like it, but I did. Uh, The couple of documentaries they've done on Virginia sports, the uh, Virginia trip to the Final Four in the National Championship, and the 1186 to Omaha, the Virginia baseball documentary were both really good. That's where one of ESPN's biggest strengths lies is in its documentary programming. And there are a lot of different documentary things that could be told about ACC schools. For instance, something on Ernie Davis. Heaven forbid. I mean, granted, a lot of people aren't familiar with Ernie Davis. They aren't familiar with why he matters. But Ernie Davis, especially now, while you're trying to educate people on ACC football history, on American history, that kind of thing, Ernie Davis might be an interesting documentary subject. And again, just talking about Syracuse, because that, of course, is where John represents. But he mentioned something that kind of jumped out to me. And I've noticed this, too, from just my own observations of the network. He says, ACC network programming overall has been fairly weak after an initial month or so. Literally decades of inventory at their disposal, and you're watching the same handful of games twice a day each week. And then Kevin Wall, who joined him on the podcast, also said, I'm still disappointed that Syracuse, among others, failed to produce unique content for the ACC network. At a time when people are dying for any sports, schools could have put together 30-minute shows to promote athletes and sports that don't get the normal attention. And they're both right. They are absolutely right. I haven't gotten to hear the whole podcast yet. If you want to go check it out, again, it is uh, available for you. Troy Noons is an absolute podcast. You can find it pretty much anywhere you'd like. I'll throw a link to it as well in the show notes. But John and Kevin are correct. There are a lot of different ways of promotional content. And ladies and gentlemen, this is an outstanding opportunity now to promote your conference, to promote your school, because you have a relatively captive audience. And they're right. We're showing the same crap over and over. If you look at today's schedule and tomorrow's schedule, for example, Today's schedule, midnight, Wake Forest and Duke from the 1990s, 1.30, BC, Virginia Tech from 2002. These are all basketball. 5 a.m., Duke, Maryland from 2012. 6.30, Miami, North Carolina in the ACC quarterfinals. Then on to later basketball, that same Wake Forest-Duke game again at 6 o'clock. That same BC-Virginia Tech game, again, at 7.30. That same Duke-Maryland game, again, at 9. And that same Miami-North Carolina game, again, at 10.30. And then you got Packer and Durham at 8, 10, and 4. Don't get me wrong, Packer and Durham, great programming. But you don't need to show it three times a day. You just don't. There's a lot of women's programming that could use a lot of re-air or air to begin with. There's a lot of baseball programming they have available. There's, a, there's just a lot that they're not utilizing. And this is an opportunity dramatically missed. If you look at tomorrow's schedule, for example, you have all access to the ACC life at noon. The three-day weekend Virginia Tech show airs twice at 7.30 and 12.30. Packer and Durham again three more times. And then a men's soccer game that's a rerun. You mean to tell me we can come up with more content than that? I mean, as of right now, as of the time that we're putting this together, all that's scheduled for Friday is three episodes of Packer and Durham. That's it. 
or should I say one episode and two replays. For a network with the resources, the money, the personalities, et cetera, et cetera, that they've got, the stuff they're putting on the air is just inexcusable, and I'm sorry, it has to be called for what it is. John and Kevin, you are 100% right. And again, I'll throw a link to their podcast out in the show notes, so if you want to go listen to that, you can do that. And with that, that's going to bring to a close today's episode of Locked on ACC. Again, if you want to contact us, please feel free to do so. You can tweet us. We are at Locked on ACC. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. I would love to hear from you. We featured some listener email on the program. I'd like to feature yours as well. While you're doing all that, fire up your smart speaker. Tell it to play the latest episode of any of our conference shows, whether it be Locked on ACC, Locked on Big Ten, etc., etc. We have some great conference programming as part of our programming here at the Locked On Podcast Network. We'd love it if you checked out the additional conference shows here and supported their work. Until we meet again, I'm Brian Wilmer. This has been Locked On ACC. Take care. Love y'all.